Blessings, everybody, and this is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're pressing on to the Gospel of Matthew. Today we're going to look at the cross-references out of Mark 15, Luke 23, of the passage that we looked at the previous episode. The Mark passage is quite similar with a couple little details, so let's just read it sort of quickly because these things are long. It's Mark 4, uh, 15, uh, beginning with verse 24. And they crucified Jesus and divided his garments among themselves casting lots for them to decide what each man should take. It was the third hour when they crucified him. So Mark gives us that detail. That's 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going by Roman times here. Verse 26. The inscription of the charge against him read, The king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, and he was numbered with transgressors. So Mark gives us that insight, that understanding, that the fact that he is Jesus is counted and crucified <coughs> with transgressors, that had been prophesied, and here's the fulfillment. Verse 29, those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha, you who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priest also, along with the scribes, were mocking him among themselves. That's a little detail right there. They were mocking him among themselves. Okay. In other words, the religious rulers, when you read it in Matthew, it looks like that they're, they're mocking and everybody could see it. Okay. Mark says that they're mocking among themselves. And yeah, that should have been expected, right? Because these religious rulers are far too slick to come across in a common way of mocking somebody like that. They're doing it with each other, and that's how that religious spirit does. It's behind the scenes where the masses as a whole don't see it, but the mocking is intense. And here's what they were saying. He saved others. <laughs> he cannot save himself. Let this Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified him were also with him were also insulting him. So we see here, as in Matthew, that the ones that were with him, the two robbers, were also uh, mocking Jesus. But things changed. Let's go to Luke to see a little bit here. Luke 23, beginning in verse 33, says this. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So here we have Luke giving us the actual words of Jesus while this is going on. And what did he say? He asked the Father, forgive them. Forgive them why? They didn't know what they were doing. Lord, just forgive them. Even though they're playing a part and playing a role here in the evil and the things they were saying, forgive them. And they cast lights, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. So we see them, it's been described here as sneering. What a great word. And that's what they were doing. They were sneering among themselves. Hey, if this is really the Christ of God, if this is really the chosen one, let him save himself. Little did they know that he was offering himself for their salvation. Many would see that shortly thereafter. Okay, they would see that and they would understand it, but not at this time. Verse 36. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, 
If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. So you see that the soldiers were saying this, the people were saying this, the religious rulers were saying this. They're all mocking him, saying, if you're really who you claim to be, whoever everybody says that you are, why are you not saving yourself? It's because he was saving mankind. Isn't that just powerful to think about that? Verse 38. Now there was also an inscription above him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanging there was hurling abuse at, at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. And that's sort of interesting. Because he said, Hey, if, if you really are the Christ, then do this. Save yourself and save us too. You know? But he's hurling abuse. So that sort of gives the attitude. Uh, actually, that word hurling, <coughs> it means blaspheming. Okay? Well, that shows that he wasn't probably doing that out of a pure heart, right? Verse 40 says this, though. But the other, this is the other robber that's being crucified with Jesus. The other answered and rebuking him, rebuking the first one, says this. Do you not even fear God? since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. So remember in the first two Gospels, we see that both of them were insulting him and you know, hurling abuse at him. But now this other one is beginning to see some things. He's beginning to understand some things. And he's, he's re rebuking, correcting this first guy. He said, hey, don't you even fear God? See, even the robber feared God. He says, we're under the same sentence of condemnation. We're going to die. And this is no time, don't you fear God? Verse 41, he says, We indeed are suffering justly for what we are receiving, we deserve for our deeds. He says, We're guilty, right? He said, We're guilty in the midst. We're getting what we deserve. But then he says this But this man has done nothing wrong. See, the Roman soldiers didn't see that. The people in the masses as a whole, the Jewish people, did not see that. The religious rulers did not see that, that this man had done nothing wrong. Now, the religious rulers, they walked in self-blindness. They had all the evidence before them, and they chose to go the way they wanted to because they did not want to deal with Jesus. I think that a lot of the top, top ones knew exactly who he was, and they didn't care. But here, the one man who saw Jesus for who he really is was was the man hanging on the cross. He does this, says this to his fellow robber, and then he says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus responded to him, verse 43, and Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Which is an interesting thing, interesting turn of the phrase, the day you will be with me in paradise. Because we know that Jesus for three days and three nights was in the belly of the earth, right? So what is this paradise? I believe this means that this guy was taken to the bosom of Abraham at that moment into paradise. And then when Jesus was resurrected, the bosom of uh, Abraham was cleaned out as a spiritual cash, shall we say. And he's in eternity. This thief who asked Jesus to remember him, the Lord says, I will remember you. As we go particularly through these, um, these episodes right here where we're seeing what Jesus did for us, uh, again, don't let a spirit of familiarity rob you of what the truth is. 
Ask the Lord to give you understanding even more for what he has done for you. And then give him thanks for it and rejoice in it. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.